Catherine's talking to this you This is Catherine's tonight. podcast. That's right, folks. It's Vanderpod. It's me, Catherine Krieger. Uh, to my left, I've got my co-host, my secretary, my second banana. It's Will. will, will. I'm b- 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 back. Just, it's just Will. Okay. And would you like to introduce our guest? Sitting in with us, joining us this week, it is our friend uh, Trevor, a.k.a. Ricky Rawls, the host of Champagne Sharks. Trevor, hey. how's it going? Yeah, it's not bad. So let me know how this goes. Is this like... Catherine's show and you're like the second <laughs> banana are you the andy richter are you guys i love that there's ambiguity around this point so i would like that just to pass Does it remain lore. okay you know um leave open interpretation yeah exactly you know there are people who are kind of the creative hive minds behind ventures and then there are people who kind of just you know get to show up you know maybe provide some tech support um will's my producer you know i couldn't do it without him you know doing all the paperwork stuff like that uh, I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Thrilled to be here. And uh, Trevor, thanks for joining us. We decided it was time to have a male guest. Yeah, you're the so first ever guy guest oh, nice, on Vanderpod. Nice. I know. So, you know, you got a lot got a lot to live up to. And you've also, I, I wasn't under the, I thought we'd have to get you up to speed because you're a very recent Vanderpump convert. But you, I hope, I hope I'm not putting you on blast here, but you have managed to consume the uh, entire oeuvre in uh, just a few short weeks. You're up to date. I have watched like nothing else for the past three weeks. Like literally, <laughs> it's been the soundtrack of my life. I've <laughs> left it on. Um, there is a point of contention about who got me into the show. There's either you or my friend Courtney Rawlings, hello, who you guys have met in the past. Um, but I heard you guys were doing a show on it. And then I was like, oh, I wonder what this is about. So then I tried the first season. I tried the first season a while ago. Yeah. And then I'm like, I just don't get it. And then somebody told me, no, no come back for the second season. The gotta, show really you starts. You got to stick with it. The second season. Yeah, right? this is basically like The Sopranos, you know? Uh, which a lot was, of place setting in that first season. Yeah, you but know? season two, establishes bam, the you're right, you're right but, in it. Yeah. And you can't put it down. Yeah, this is an old show back in the day, Dynasty, and... Joan Connor was part of it, but she was not in the first season. A lot of people don't know that. Yeah. So the first season is just like them spinning their wheels, and she shows up like second season, and that's pretty much when the show takes off. Yeah. Right. And I feel like uh, something about second season, really. But what was a I, what was the cumulative effect like uh, of watching like just binging the whole series uh, that quickly? I kind of think that's a beautiful way to watch it. This is the the. First and only season Will and I have watched contemporaneously as it's on the air. Yeah. We've always had the luxury of like... Uh, Watching we, like a couple at a time. we watch a, a couple? Uh, but, so. but yeah, like do, doing but, that rapid, uh, you know, free base of the entire uh, series. All, like All the grooves in my brain have slowly been filed down to <laughs> almost smoothness. Beautiful. <laughs> yeah, Absolutely yeah. beautiful. We love, to s- we love to see it, folks. We <laughs> yeah. love to see it. A perfectly smooth brain. And I was saying this before we started recording, and it was with no irony or sarcasm. I started dreaming about the characters because it was like the last thing I was doing before I went to bed. <laughs> Every night. Were you like at your day job and then like Sheena pops in or oh, something? God. It was really bad. I, I would be just watching and watching and then I would start falling asleep while watching it. Yeah. And I, I would go directly into sleep with the 
show playing and Basically, just like you know like it. learning through osmosis you know <laughs> like you're playing those language tapes to like learn italian and your baby sleep. mozart yeah and you know i'm sure you found that uh watching it this way they really become characters in your life as well there's a weird emotional intelligence to the show like it's yes it's very i, I don't know how to put it into words because because watching it this fast this is the bad part watching this fast you can't process what you're thinking about the show right because you're constantly uh, not giving yourself room to process not anything. everyone can be scholars like Will and I are. No, um, I'm, I'm here to learn. I'm a student <laughs> today. Uh, I'm a student uh, of the pump. Uh, who Who is your, your favorite and least favorite character? Okay, the favorite I definitely think is James. <laughs> incredible, <laughs> incredible. This is a very pro-James uh, space. I feel like James comes from a storied Hollywood uh, tradition of... The coded gay, but never explicitly gay, British uh, villain. And if you ever watch like old like Turner Classic movies and stuff, like there's this actor like George Saunders, who just specialized in that kind of role. Uh, right. Clifton Webb. I mean, you ever see All About Eve and Alison DeWitt? Is oh, the yeah, character? yeah, like, yeah. I'm convinced. This is why I'm saying like, I'm convinced that either he can't accidentally be doing that. He's like channeling something. I, I just cannot believe... I feel like he's a secret I've s- student of Hollywood, and he has crafted a persona based on this. <laughs> he's uh, the one playing 12-dimensional chess. Yeah. I have heard that he is perhaps the one who puts on the most character, which would seem to uh, add up. And also very much in the kind of mold of Hollywood has deeply irresponsible parents who want to be forever young and seem to always be uh, you know, forever in debt and things like that. Uh, but it's funny you say that you got into van. I know a lot of people, uh, particularly like on the left, you know, like at least three. So I'm going to go ahead and call it a trend like lefties getting into Vanderpump. So much so that I kid you not, a friend in D.C. Uh, was at a meeting of their DSA, like the Metro DSA. And they were all standing at the bar afterwards talking about Vanderpump. Um, and unfortunately they were talking about, uh, another Vanderpump podcast, which is really weird to me because I thought there were no others. Um, and also you're a bad, you're a bad leftist if you're not a Vanderpump person listening to this podcast. And, but, and, and I'm shocked that, uh, someone who shall not be named, uh, <laughs> no, no, name him, name him, name and shame. <laughs> Trevor, no one was more surprised than me. Um, also, you guys were blindsided by this uh, defection. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Um, How did they even find him? It just seems like weird that he would even be in position to be vied over by two. In, in this unnamed party's defense, he apparently committed to doing it uh, before he was aware that we were pursuing this project. For anyone who isn't as online, uh, we're talking about a, an acquaintance whose name rhymes with uh, Belix... Uh, Peterman? Feederman. Feeder Feederman. But, but but let me ask you, how did he get on their radar for like this is what we need to talk about? He's, so he's been into pump oh, rules for uh way longer than us. Uh Felix has has in in his Twitter persona or in in, in his tweets has uh talked about a lot about uh Jax and his sort of affinity for the Jax energy. The, the, the Jax energy, the dumb guy uh, mentality. <laughs> That, that that Jax represents. It's and, so and strong. It, yeah, it is a kind of uh, energy and and character that uh, Felix channels in a lot of his uh, creations. I think it's becoming less and less of a character. But uh, 
should, should we get to today tonight's episode which was actually monday night's episode but hey whatever who's again going? i never want to yeah. put out an episode <laughs> yeah. on monday night i refuse to be held to a schedule wait can you guys tell me your favorite and least favorite i never said my least favorite but oh yeah. Like, yeah who's your least favorite i feel like my least favorite see it's kind of weird because i'm not that crazy about sheena but i like when <laughs> other people make fun of sheena mm-hmm. so it's like i like her as a foil like when she wears something stupid or something and stasi <laughs> just dresses her down magnificently yeah See, that that to me like you're you're too much of an empath and i used to be that way but now i just delight in i really dislike sheena um because i think she's full of shit uh, I got to see Kristen uh, kind of get shit on this episode, too, which I got to admit brought me a little schadenfreude. Um, I love I love Lala. I love Stasi. I love Jax. Um, you got to love the Toms, uh, particularly yeah. Schwartz, who we met. Actually, I take it back. Kristen's my least favorite, actually. Yeah, she's really yeah, yeah. she's really uh, full of it. Um, who am I missing? We love and this. We already said this is a this is a pro James space he's welcome on the pod anytime he did a cameo for you he did a cameo again will got me the nicest gift anyone ever has you know uh actually a little spendy you know valentine's day is just around the corner but a cameo by dj james kennedy what does that mean the cameo you know it's this new it's this new like app where you can pay like celebrities to read a message on a video oh okay yeah so for like 75 or 100 bucks a pop they'll read yeah, or you know, depending on how famous they are. I can't believe I'm saying this, but I thought it'd go for more. That's actually well, yeah, only kind a, of a steal, only a hundred dollars for GJ only. Yeah, yeah, but then there are like slightly bigger celebrities. Like if you want Wesley Snipes to sell you something, that's like five hundred dollars or something, Damn. which I did consider. <laughs> well, and I I don't know if you've told the story on the pod before, but you did try and commission Sheena. Yeah, yeah, I tried to get Sheena to do something Chapo. for Chapo, but you know, actually, you know, to her credit, she had integrity and said, I can't endorse you know a podcast. That I don't listen to. Frankly, or... would not have expected oh, wow. that yeah. from her. D- <laughs> yeah. d- really surprising development. She moved up my estimation. She actually has a little bit of. Uh, I know, I know, but we we get to see some prime Sheena in this episode, so I was really realizing more things about her. Yeah, so this is uh, episode nine of this season called Tom and Tomer, and most of the action of this episode, to be honest, it was a. It was a sort of a middling to low tier episode. It was not, a, little, a little downbeat. Yeah, for me. Not, not a lot of drama. There were still some very funny moments, uh, but most of the action in this episode all focused around the, you know, the the gala opening night event. Gala the, is overselling it the, a little. The it's, Daily Mail TV party. It's mostly like a soft open. Yeah, the, of the, the soft launch of Tom Tom featuring yeah the the Daily Mail. TV party and the rush that outlet uh, that outlet we all know and love uh, the you know, Daily the, Mail TV the AC the gas turned on the lights the giant steampunk clock needed to be ticking and talking they needed to get a, a hunchback back there to be winding it <laughs> yeah um, uh, and they needed to like yeah yeah pre make all of the um, ludicrous cocktails they run to... they run out of course anyway mm-hmm. and you guys have been there right mm-hmm. uh, yeah. how how is the food have you been to both of them have you we been had, to all three we've we been all to, we've we been, been all three yeah yeah we, we had, didn't have food at Tom Tom but the food at Sir made me um a little we'll have to eat a tom tom next time we go we'll check it out yeah wait it made you a little what you never finished the thought it was bad oh, it was no. it was quite bad um oh it sucks yeah really unremarkable but the bad side of unremarkable but i'd be curious how tom tom perhaps either bucks or reinforces this trend 
Um, so yeah, it is a a mad dash to uh, have everything ready in time for the Daily Mail, and we get our first m- music cue uh, early in the episode. This one goes a little something like this. Oh, it's my turn. We won't stop. And, oh, and, no. And, and, Sorry, I, 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 I have to translate all of the sort of um, royalty-free music that they play. Uh, that are also the about, they're calls. always about just like girls who are having fun and they're living their lives. Have you guys ever listened to the music, like uh, the people involved in the show and stuff? Like like, rec- like recreationally? God, <laughs> well, no. Well, I... Sheena has a musical career. Does she have Does she have songs like on streaming and stuff? Or Honestly, no? I've never checked, but I would assume. Right now. I would assume so. She's got a few singles. Um, I'm mostly a fan of DJ uh, Mickey these days. He's the new James replacement. Here we go. Is it? Is Sheena Marie Spotify? Oh. What, is this good as gold? Yeah. This is. That first season when she's dancing is so funny. See, Will never saw it. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. The most incredible thing about that, this sounds almost as bad, even a studio version. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's, yeah. No, even on Spotify, filtered through like God knows how many computer programs, like yeah, it does not help her voice out. We're gonna at all. own. Yeah, we're gonna still. own Girls' Night, um, unless you're trans, and then you're not invited to Girls' Night. Well, that was the that was the controversy this year. Oh, but, oh, and that's one of the episodes I missed this season. Oh, yeah, you gotta you gotta go there's back. Some, yeah, you gotta go back there. No spoilers, but uh, Billy becomes at the center of the drama. She feels left out. So this this episode really. After the musical cue opens with, uh, you got Sandoval. He's stressed. He's just they're dashing all around town. They're they're picking up, uh, kind of absurd exotic fruits to to cut up for cocktails like, and shit. Like, if I don't get three hundred durians in time for the opening, with Daily Mail is gonna have my ass. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Ariana uh, says that you know when Tom's like this and he's very stressed out. Uh, the best way to de- deal with it and help him out is um, not to do anything or help him at all. No, she says you need to let him like just run it off like a toddler. And honestly, found that deeply relatable. Um, you know, as someone who also kind of dates someone who, you know, I wouldn't say perfectionist at all. Certainly not a perfectionist <laughs> in any sense of the word. But someone yeah, who gets, anyone, anyone who's listened to this show. Someone who gets, you know, like really stressed out by like even the tiniest little details or like demands on their time. Fake news. Maybe like if two people are texting them at once being like, hey, dude, do you want to meet up? Um, I find it's best to just kind of let my co-host just run it off. Have like a, little, a little tantrum? Like a, like a toddler. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so the, they're, the Toms are scrambling to get things open But uh, we also get to see uh, James at a desk Trying to compose a letter To apologize to Lala's uh, fiancé, Randall and they're, it's not, like, they're not engaged Yeah, they are Are they? Or wait, maybe they are now Yeah, yeah, I think in real life they oh, might but Maybe be, it hasn't but caught up to on the show yeah. But I, I'm, I'm bringing in my knowledge of uh, you know Instagram Well, and, keep, keep that out of here Okay, no spoilers But uh so yeah, uh, uh, James is at his desk with like a giant quill, dipping it into an ink pot. He's writing in a composition notebook for some reason. I like Dear you, Randall, I, I like that you brought up the uh, Instagram thing because I was thinking to myself, so much of this is like comic books or 
watching like a Marvel movie where there's all these extra like right. supplemental feature, yeah. supplemental <laughs> stuff because yeah people were telling me all this stuff and I'm like I didn't see that from different past seasons right and they're like oh no that happened on the Instagram and I'm like wow that's like a commitment you have to like it's follow it's really a second screen experience and like one of the more interesting things to me has been like the the concept that like if I see that obviously we weren't going to miss the fact that Jax and Brittany got engaged before the broadcasting of this season but on some level it still felt like a spoiler even though these are ostensibly real people like riv- living semi-real lives so yeah that's and, and, that's and something start, i grapple with and they'll start seasons talking about stuff that happened between the seasons but on social media like right. you know she put this tweet about me you know between seasons again that rela- relatable you know yeah. she was subtweeting me yeah <laughs> so uh James is trying to compose an apology letter to uh, Randall, but um, Raquel, his girlfriend, not so happy about that because she's like, well, Lala is mean to me, and now you want to be friends with Lala? Well, and also, uh, I would say justifiably so, because she's like, oh, are you going to go back to being best friends with Lala? And, you know, James and Lala last season were, like, way too close for comfort if you're the girlfriend, and... Uh, but we got to see um, some of Raquel's circuitry, um, misfiring, smoke coming out of her ears. Um, I believe you compared her to Ex Machina this episode. I did, yeah. yeah. She's so good. Like <laughs> Raquel? <laughs> if she's not genuinely that dumb, she is a very good she has a college, comic She talent. has a college degree. She's an aspiring kinesiologist or something. I figured out what the show reminds me of. And I'm old enough to remember wrestling before it was just given up. You know, before it was given up and the kayfabe was laid, up, yeah. laid bare. So there was this kind of thing is like, don't ask, don't tell how real it is. And there'd, there'd be like five people who are into wrestling, but on different levels of believing it's real. Right. But you all enjoy it and nobody kind of. You don't acknowledge the, the seams kind of. Yeah. So, so like one of you in the room could be totally believing wrestling is real. And the other one could be totally believing it's fake. And all of you watch it. Nobody questions. But it has the heel turns. It has the shifting alliances. It has the equivalent of like two people being friends and somebody turns and hits the so-called friend with the chair and is really friends with the heel now. And it's right. it's really, uh, I think it scratches that kind of itch like mm-hmm. that even wrestling doesn't have anymore because wrestling is so blatantly admitting it's... Right, it's like all artifice. Now. Yeah, yeah. There's like a weird meta, um, hyper-real type of sense to it. I, I stopped trying to figure out. But. <laughs> right. In in this essay, I will um, re- read more about this on medium.com. So uh, Schwartz comes over to see James because he is DJing uh, for their opening night, which becomes the funniest part of this episode, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, you know, James... Uh, you know, he's like, well, I'm looking for you now, mate. And uh, Schwartz. Everything's hunky dory <laughs> for like five minutes. Yeah, yeah everything is OK for like two minutes. But uh, I did like to see uh, Schwartz getting like his first tiny taste of power. Just this like the world's smallest power trip is he's just telling James. He's never like, had any in this world. Make in a his Spotify playlist for him. And he immediately is like, bitch. <laughs> and but uh, the the uh, you know, the. um the smoothness is uh, disrupted by Raquel telling James that, you know, hey, is, I'm, I'm going to go to girls night. Actually, you... I think Schwartz brings it up first. Oh, okay. And then Raquel uses, to- Schwartz is kind of like, oh, hey, sorry to bring this up, but like, are you cool with that? And Raquel's like, oh, great opening to be like, I was thinking about going to girls night 
like Billy invited me. I kind of wanted to support. And uh, then the wheels come off. Yeah, James is, of course, totally cool with Raquel going to the uh, Tuesday night event that was formerly his. Uh, so cool that, like, in the middle of it, he literally runs out of the room, slams the door, and cries for a little bit. <laughs> I, lo- I love how much he cries. He, he cries a lot. He cries a lot, and he's very comfortable. Like, in a way, it's almost more manly to cry that much so unashamedly. Like, he... Can just yeah, he does not. He does not hide it, and neither and he, does. And, neither and he does ugly yeah, he ugly cries. Yeah, he ugly cries. Oh, but yeah, yeah. yeah Kennedy. Yeah. Kennedy ugly cries. Sandoval does like a pretty cry. His, yeah. his face gets very wet, but it doesn't get red and scrunched up. Yeah. Whereas uh, for James, that James Kennedy does the thing where he's like, he's like, he's like, can't get words out. He's like, like you know, <laughs> like, like a like a little like yeah. a little baby. Uh, 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 Lisa. Yeah. yeah. You know, he starts, like, yeah, Lisa, choking. Lisa. No, but then uh, yeah, a, a, a great scene. Uh, he, like he comes back in and, and Schwartz is just like, is it really okay, man? And he's like, don't say I'm freaking out. We're having a man-to-man conversation right now. As, you know, yeah, tears are streaking down his face. Yeah, he really does not want to be characterized as someone who's upset in this moment. Yeah, and he's like, I'm not upset. <laughs> I'm not mad at them. I'm not scapegoating them. I just hate them all for what they did to me. Yeah. That's r- taking away That's my- really good. And I hate Katie specifically, which, you know, always a great thing to say to the husband, you know, like, hey, by the way, I hate your bitch wife. And the other, the other funny thing in that scene is what we see is that what he's really pissed off about is that they're on the job getting shit-faced and partying, and that used to be his job, and now oh. he can't drink on the job anymore. And yeah. Oh, really oh, and he, and, yeah, it's, it's and, just FOMO. And he had it acting like sluts. Like, I, yeah, I love that. yeah, yeah, yeah. He slut-shames them, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he's like, oh, they're just dressing up like sluts, whereas he brought a real craft to his Tuesday nights. You know, they were sophisticated... Yeah. Um, yeah. As he's like, go you know, fuck yourself, uh, dude. Like double fisting cocktails, wearing like you know a one of those like JFK style Staler's hats and bicycle shorts. And, and it's like his whole sexuality just like fascinates me because he's part lady killer, but he's also I don't know. Can you still say fag hag? I don't know. Like, but he's <laughs> he, we'll find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, sorry, but, people will let us know. Yeah, but he's. That's what he used to Lala. Like, is this is this so weird? Like, he's that, but nobody calls it. The, I mean, they, I they, think I think they, they have. Allude, a, they allude to like this they've hooked up like, though. But they've hooked up. Yeah. yeah, I think they have chemistry. I think James is in love with Lala, and Lala is just like, um, yeah, I did it once, and I'm never gonna do it again. So just be cool. And James can never be cool about but, it. But that's what's weird. Is like he's he's like her orbiter wannabe um, lover, but. She's also his hag. It's like a weird yeah. type of um There there's a Venn dichot- diagram there. Yeah, yeah. That that makes it extra fascinating. I right. Um so it's safe to say, and we see this later, uh Raquel's not allowed to go to girls' night. Um is the long and the short of that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh we then get a scene with uh Lala and, and Sheena. At just a terrible looking coffee shop in LA. And uh, where Lala is sort of uh, coaching Sheena on social cues and getting filled in on her latest, you know, relationship news. You know, like training a robot. Um, she's giving she's giving Sheena a Turing test at uh, over coffee. Uh, but uh, you know, Sheena is now having sex with this guy Adam, who's like you know very much a. a you know, a hag to the world of television. Let's put it that way. <laughs> it's just he's like a wannabe orbiting, bachelor yeah. contestant. He's like just so benignly like and bland. Yeah, bland. He's yeah. so blandly handsome. And what I like about this is like Sheena's just like, 
It's perfect. Neither of us want to date. We just want to hang and bang. I love it's the to I- be single. It's I, we love we both love being single. It's the ideal situation. And what I love about that is like in all of Sheena's like disastrous relationships that have been one right on after show, the next. It's just everything in, in the moment is always like it's the most perfect best relationship ever. No matter what's happening. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like hang and bang should have been a well coined colloquialism right now. Like well, maybe like, it is in this world. I, I've she, never heard she, it before. She I never said heard it, it like it sounds thing. so natural. Yeah. I know, I know. She said it like it's a thing, so maybe we're just not um in that maybe it's world. A, a West Coast thing, like saying hella or something. Yeah, well I, I say hella, but I I do it ironically. Um and then Well, they, well Lala gonna... has plans for a uh, a girls trip. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, hopefully that's going to be like a, you know, a two episode arc. Absolutely. The, I mean, the trip, the trip episodes, the trip episodes are, always are always the excellent. Best. They're going to fly in the Peej, the PJ, the, 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 the poop, the PJ. Um, <laughs> well, we get to uh, another Alala-ism. Uh, she refers to the private jet as the Peej or the PJ. Whom amongst us. And she says, you like, uh, like, you know how the Eskimos have 50 words for snow? Well, Lala has 50 words for the page for the private jet. And I was like, yeah, well, she's, she's I was a actually slutty Eskimo. Lala also has 50 words for snow as well. Like pasta, for instance. That's one of them. Ooh, Ooh. that was a good one. Swish. Uh, so, yeah, they're, they're planning a, a girl's trip. Um, Great setup there. Finally, that'll be a good episode. I think the next episode. And Lala is sort of subtly coaching Sheena on how to go on the girl's trip and not annoy the shit out of everyone else. And. Do you guys think Sheena will annoy people? Oh I mean, yeah, she can't help. Hopefully, it. she's so two faced. She's she's one of those people who's trying to be liked by everyone, and so she tells everyone what they want to hear, thereby alienating everyone. Because all these women compare notes, so they're like, "Oh, pretty messed up that Sheena said like two different things to us." Like they pull that shit on her time and time again, but I end up not having sympathy for her either because I'm like, you're being two faced, you know. One thing that's really impressive about um, Sheena is her inability to learn. There's something about it that I like. That exactly. She makes, like with it's James, incredible. Is, yeah, with James is kind of different. James doesn't learn, but it's because he has some kind of like emotional problems. Whereas I feel <laughs> oh, like yeah, he's disturbed. Yeah, he's disturbed. Whereas I feel like Sheena is actually sitting there trying to calmly think about the right things to do and she just can't not repeat the same thing. Well, and I said this as Will and I were watching it, but I thought it was really funny. She actually gets choked up with Lala at one point being like, you know, basically, I'm never going to make it work with these women. Like, I've tried and tried and it's like not, you know, they're and Lala's like, yeah, I mean, you're never going to win with them. And Sheena's like, well, maybe I should stop trying then. And I'm like, well, but you won't. You're going to go on the trip and you're going to try like a smart, you know, if you were thinking pragmatically, of course you would be like, fuck these bitches. I'm going to find any other group of fake L.A. women to hang out with. They uh, are a dime a dozen. I've been to L.A. once, you know, just (laughs) uh, go to a different coffee shop or a green juice bar. The one alliance that they have not. The one line switch they haven't sold me on is the Ariana um, Stasi one. Like, like I'm here for it. I'm fine with it. But they haven't quite earned it to me. It just, it just seems weird that... Their friendship? Yeah. It was very, like, give me whiplash how fast uh, well, and that happened. Particularly because Ariana is so Stasi hostile. Yeah. But I was saying, I'll go again. I was saying during the show something we talk about a lot is like how deeply short everyone's memory is, 
and maybe these people are actually more self-actualized than we are because I'm I'm I've got grudges I'm gonna take to the grave. That's what I mean by the weird emotional intelligence. Right, of the right, show. right. Whereas like they're both kind of stupid, but weirdly emotionally intelligent exactly exactly and it allows them to coexist in this really like kind of harmonious mostly way there's a line in here which made me think of it where um sandoval is like basically i really want Kristen to come to the opening of tom tom uh we'll find out what happens with that but it struck me because i was like she was unhappily you guys had a super turbulent relationship for like seven years I can't imagine inviting uh, my seven-year person to fucking anything. And you guys are, you know, have managed to stay in the same friend group. And, you know, you really want her there for this moment in your life. I which have a theory that I formed strictly from Vanderpump Rules. Hit and me. Binging it is, I wonder if there's an inverse relationship between how dumb you are and how well you can hold grudges. Like, maybe that same type of sieve brain that makes all this knowledge just like flow through maybe like the grudges just flow through with it between the alcohol washing it out i think that's very <laughs> i think that's very good honestly and we it's like a jellyfish i mean i view this each week as we're kind of in training you know we're all smoothing our brains out to hopefully be more you know civ like yeah really smart people just overthink everything you know they're probably just they're depressed over, yeah overanalyze something that happened an interaction break yep. it down or these guys Beat themselves just, up over all this stuff sheena goes to bed every night and hell, sleeps like a fucking baby exactly no you gotta be like you gotta be like jack like yeah he's you know, unbothered you think like like i i i've hold on to things that have embarrassed me from when i was like 12 or whatever or like you know uh, people i've mistreated or something like yeah, that Yeah, if you were a girl who turned will down in his 20s um <laughs> you have a lot to answer for <laughs> but yeah no Jax is incapable of shame so that must be great honestly that it must yeah. feel amazing Hon- yeah like now that we say it i'm like fairly envious of that part um uh, but also not the inability to have you have to trade that off for the ability to have like a a, a deep thought or question existence like ever you know so so it d- depends on the day of the week i might make that that I'm trade to have a political conversation that would be i would fascinating. love i would, I would love, love to see, see well, them every have a, yeah. every time they even stick a toe in politics it's conservative and someone goes awry Oh, yeah, because Stassi had that thing. Stassi had that thing about basically, like, I don't know why they have to kneel. Like, why do they have to bring politics into right. it? And it's, like, <laughs> it's the most politics. white girl shit. And, uh, but Ariana was, like, woke. woke. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah she's I, she's woke. You can tell. She used, she used you some jargon, tell, too. What'd you say? She used some good jargon, too. Yeah, uh, yeah, Ariana. yeah. Oh, yeah. she's. You can tell which ones are, like, woke libs and which ones are, like, closeted conservatives yeah and then like but then like like, like Jax is like the perfect average american voter like the way interacts with politics he's, the same way and that he doesn't at all he's the average american non-voter or like if you, i don't think he fucking voted you know, no or like or, or if you like ask him about an issue uh like this is a phenomenon felix has made note like, of as oh, well that's really complicated where it's like you'll like you you ask someone about an issue that they've like never heard about before and you'll like they'll talk their way through both sides of it while they're figuring out in their head and then they'll just like come to the point where like yeah i think like you know so you like gotta respect the troops though but <laughs> sometimes to respect them you gotta kneel for them you know <laughs> and like that like it'll just end up in that weird kind of guard like where it's just like yeah i also love uh when they like asked jacks like who gandhi was and he was like uh, he started the me too movement <laughs> yeah, yeah, gandhi, yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> uh here's another deep thought though uh 
uh, back to the, the Daily Mail TV, which is, by the way, a huge client. This is like a huge client. They keep guys. saying that. Again, if you I end up when you end up on one of those Daily Mail stories about like Rihanna shows her boobs again, um, it's that autoplay video in the corner. That's who's hosting this party. But uh, we, I did love uh, Sandoval, uh, just basically describing or sort of uh, reverse engineering the concept of business as he's talking, and he's like, basically, like a client paid us a lot of money for this, so like. We have to we have to do something. We have to deliver because they paid us money, and if we don't, that's bad. <laughs> what I what I love, I would say the overarching theme of this episode, at least like the Tom's storyline, trying to get the shit running, is you find out that the, they just like are terminally unable to understand the concept of work. You know, like it's just really okay even better than that though is when uh, they they ha- Lisa gives them their 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 term sheets. Which is oh, this like very, God. you know, very like ba- extremely basic contract. Which they've apparently been clamoring for. And Lisa. Lisa is just like for 5%, I would just prefer it be a handshake. A little like, shade yeah, on exactly. her part, which, uh, yeah, you know, if you were in this for some real money, we could get the pens you know, out. I love the idea that she's just, she has all this money, but she really wants to just get their last 5% and rip that off too. I think, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. she wants, she wants them as namesakes, I think. So you got to throw something but, there. Uh, uh, a Schwartz talking about, again, like the most like boilerplate business contract that like on his part. And he's like, this is like the damn mafia. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, again, you asked for this, dude. You wanted to sign like, a piece like, of paper. Wow, I feel like I'm joining the mafia. And if La- I like La Cosa sign Nostra. this and like I do something wrong, like, oh, he's going to kill me. I'm like, going to get whacked, you know? he says, yeah, yeah. which get over yourself. Yeah, but it's so funny that that. They think they're worth ripping off. Like, <laughs> yeah, what it, do you it, what do you have a Vitamix? That is, yeah. And then also, uh, we find out that uh, as far as the the Peach and the girls' trip goes to uh, wine country, uh, Lala is like it's a it's like a two hour drive from L.A. and they're still going to take the fucking private jet. Twenty minutes, which is like a, well, yeah, a ten minute flight or something. Not like, very green. No, that is not green. Uh, I don't know if you read the fine print in AOC's Green New Deal, but. Anyone who does that will be beheaded. Um, as they should. As, they as should. well they should. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, read the fine prints. Yeah, it's such overkill. So it's basically going to be a private, sorry, a page for <laughs> like eight people basically. Yeah. Just to go on. Uh, to take like, like a 10 minutes in the air. Well, the point is decadence. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to drink You want to drink that. You want to pop that bottle of champagne Like the number of the times air. that I've been on the Chapo private jet, you know, it really does kind of change your perspective on the whole capitalism. Uh, good, bad. And the Chapo jet has like extra emissions, right? Isn't there like a, a setting <laughs> yeah, It actually the... runs on coal. <laughs> <laughs> it's it coal runs, it runs on orphans from other countries. <laughs> they they kind of do with like the... The rowing thing in the... The galleys, yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we get um, uh, Jax having some emotions on the eve of his 39th birthday. He's turning 39. Deeply almost, relatable to Will. Almost going to be 40. Will's also getting ready to turn 39 any day now, probably. Not true. <laughs> Definitely not true. His birthday is until July, but close enough. And uh, we, we find out that... Um, August. August. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we find out that uh, that uh, Jackson, his mom, are uh, currently not talking because, according to Jax, I'm not uh, speaking of his father's uh, death. 
he says, I'm not 100% okay with how his cancer was handled. And I just wanted to be like, yeah, I would have liked it to have been treated. But <laughs> is, that, is that what happened? Because I didn't fully understand. No, no, no. It was no. just like it was his mom didn't tell anyone until, until it, was it was like basically late. too late. Uh, like she, which she didn't is, wanna... is kind of fucked up. Yeah, I would be annoyed too. Um, yeah. And hey, you so, know, but... it's weird because you're so used to Jax being wrong that even when he says something perfectly <laughs> logical, <laughs> you're like, you're still trying to think about how it really wasn't the other person's oh, fault. Oh, you're being so selfish. <laughs> and then he's like kind of crying about his mom. And I'm like, oh, oh, wait. Actually, um, yeah, I've, Jack's actually, yeah, kind of in the right. You know, like oh, I, no, you could totally, genuinely feel bad for totally him. He totally is, and he isn't being a dick about he's it. He's, like, he's genuinely hurt that like he hasn't heard from his mom on his birthday because, of course, and B, he he says like, you know, his father always used to call him on his birthday, of course, and so he's he's kind of choked up about that, um, and that is one reason he scores an invite. To the Daily Mail party because uh, Lisa's like, well, it'll be his first birthday without his dad. So, you know, he deserves some free drinks, basically. And yeah, he gets some free drinks on your birthday. That's what you got to have. I did notice at one point Lisa was wearing a shirt that just said checkmate bitch on it. Yeah, I saw that. You know what I like about Lisa? She dresses so well and her yep. and her clothes always fit her form and she dresses great for her age but when she goes casual it's like mom jean city like it's <laughs> yeah. I, I, I mentioned that like she, she can't dress casual compared to how well, well she dresses it seems it feels strange it's like an anachronism to see her it might be in, that too it might just be in, that in like in like jeans because she's yeah. always like dressed to the nines even just to like flit in and out of sir and like check on how things are going and she tells uh you know in her her mom jean setup she does tell the toms that uh they they cannot invite Kristen to the daily mail basically everyone else but Kristen hilarious can go to the party because like hilarious lisa still just like does not like Kristen. well it made me realize how little they actually interact on the show which is why every reunion did you watch the reunions yep they always get it. They always get, yeah, they are important, but they always get into it because I think that's like one of the very few times that they're ever in the same room. And Lisa like actually still doesn't like her. And uh, Kristen says about this, you know, Lisa does so much good in the world, but she holds on to like this grudge. Like it's a hobby. Try knitting. Um, pretty messed up to tell an older white woman, woman to take up knitting. Um, Kristen. have we learned nothing? <laughs> have we learned nothing? Um, 2016. Yeah, try knitting. Come on. One thing no. I find interesting. Try not being Remi- yeah, it reminds me of another woman that uh, the whole country <laughs> told to try, <laughs> try knitting. That um, really was a thing, right? Didn't someone yeah. tell? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I remember oh, now. Okay. Oh yeah, big backlash over that one. I know. <laughs> Want to feel old? Think about like the internet news cycle of 2016, and yeah, it's aged me prematurely. Um, but then, yeah, we're basically into people getting ready for the party. And as a woman, I found this deeply relatable because you know I love Schwartz, but this is a total Schwartz and a total guy thing to do. He clearly doesn't text Kristen like you can't come until Kristen is fully ready she's got her hair did she's got her whole face on she's like yeah, that's dressed a really guy, that's a really guy thing to do. that is such a guy thing to do and then I she's yeah. you, she's even madder which i would be too I would never, she's like I, would, I could never do something like that you would absolutely I do told, something I like that you, yeah did you feel seen i know that guys let them know before they fucking take a shower i'm gonna be so much madder 
if I shower, I don't, know, I don't know why we do that, but I'm totally good for that. If you if you shower and then they disinvite you, so Kristen is very upset. That move and not telling your partner until the last minute that somebody's coming over. Those are two good guy moves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, wow! It's like I it's like I paid you ahead of time to say this, Trevor. I'm, I'm good at that. Yeah, no, you kind of like don't tell your partner like what the plans are, like where they're expected to be, like at what time, or you know, just just little details like that. See now, now I started something. Now she's now she's <laughs> shooting him. Now she's shooting him a withering. You know, like maybe maybe you don't tell someone that like you're gonna have to like go. I have to, you back. Well, I've done go all to this. like a play by Lin Manuel Miranda um, until kind of like the last minute. You knew about this. You didn't tell me when though. You knew you knew about this. Yeah, we're going to see a rap musical this weekend, folks. No, we're not. No, it's not a rap. It's like a. It's oh god. It's like a. It's a rap musical. It's it, like hip hop. Like like. You're agreeing with rap me. battle. It's like a that's actually like worse. slam poetry that's rap battle worse. produced by Lin Manuel Miranda. Oh, what's the what's the name of it? Is there a group that he used to be part of before he got big? Maybe I don't know. Of, I don't know anything about this. I, I met somebody who used to be part of this kind of uh, rap um, live battle cipher type of thing that Lin Manuel used to be part of mm. back in the day and. Um, yeah, I don't want to blow up his spot, but he said everyone there used to hate him. <laughs> <laughs> he would, he would, um, they like, were like, could you please stop rapping about like Thomas Jefferson? It's really, it's really whack. <laughs> well, well you, know, you know, they said that he used to do, and I feel like every scene used to ha- have this, with the guy who kind of shows up and is kind of soaking stuff in more than contributing. Right. And then they're they just there it. to like sponge it up, and then yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I feel like I heard like Madonna was one of those people. She'd mm-hmm. go through all that like downtown, the, like Keith Haring, Basquiat scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was always like taking mental notes, and you know, like like she went to like the gay balls and picked up voguing. Yep. And then she kind of brings it to uh, the mainstream and cashes in. Well, yeah. That's what I'll be doing. Uh, I'll be cashing in on the uh, hip hop cipher uh, slam poetry uh, thing. You know, one thing I want to say real quick about this show that fascinates me is that they kind of pretend they're not on the show. Only during the reality, only during the uh, reunions do they kind of cop to being on the show. Right. But during the actual seasons, <laughs> except for like maybe once or twice in all the seasons I've watched, do they admit being on a show? So they still act like they're regular waiter- waiters and waitresses mm-hmm. and whatever nobody comes up to them and recognizes them it's this weird kind of meta hyper real concept wasn't there a moment earlier on this season where they're kind of grappling with like am i just no there was one there was or one two moments where they're kind I of remember they're kind jumped... of having to walk around the fact that like they're doing a thing maybe maybe i'm thinking they, of the they, billy they, they, drama they did, they did or something mention, no no they didn't mention it because i remember because they jumped out at me and like wow this is the first time oh shit shit shit! it was just last you missed this last episode okay. but um there's a moment where it's tom kind of drunkenly reveals to the guys that uh lala and ariana hooked up drunkenly um and he kind of like saw this happen and ariana gets genuinely mad at tom because it seems like she's breached the trust of like what she wants to be a part of the show, so she's like actually mad about you know like you know right, and that's rare. That never happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they uh, well, she couldn't say. She walked around the fact that like basically, I didn't want you to fucking say that on camera. Instead, she's kind of like you know that was my thing, and yeah. So that was really interesting. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, anyway. But, but uh, n- another so one last thing. That's the reason why I'm wondering about with uh, Dowdy. Like it's weird that okay, like um, 
Lisa doesn't like her or whatever, mm-hmm. but she's part of the cast. So, yeah. they, so they got to have some kind of... Um, well, but they very she rarely work interact. in any of her restaurants. She doesn't even like have a a, a make-work, like, no-show job in I know. any of her uh, properties anymore. Which is why Kristen can still be a main character without ever interacting with Lisa, really. But I didn't notice that until kind of this episode. Uh, here's another here's another guy another guy thing, real guy stuff. Um, touching your balls after you've been uh, chopping jalapeno peppers, <laughs> fellas. We've we've all been there, right? <laughs> Sandoval has been muddling jalapeno and then uh, touches his dick, and you know that's that's owie. That's no good. That the the, like, the oils in jalapeno you don't realize how deep they get into your fingers if yeah. you, you cut them without gloves. Maybe you guys should just like touch their genitals less. I know. Um, um, you know why are you always touching your balls? Where I, li- where I lived in Buffalo, uh, there's this place called Duff's, and they have uh, hot wings, and they have. Oh no! And they're known for having like their miles supposed to be a medium, their medium supposed to be a hot, but then they go up to suicidal. And, and you're a, you're a big big spicy food. I'm guy. a big I'm a big spicy food. I I, I cut my teeth on uh, buffalo wings at uh, Duff's, like working way to suicidal. Went to suicidal, and we would do things like. They bring the bucket out. You put your head over the bucket, oh. and it's like pepper spray. Oh, oh god! <laughs> and we just <laughs> torture that ourselves. That is terrible. Yeah, yeah. but okay, we ate a whole bunch of um, we ate a whole bunch of these suicidal wings, and we were dying. We were sweating. Our noses were running, and we Fun. got we got through them. You know, you eat them with your hands, and then my friend went to the bathroom, oh. and he didn't. Grave yeah. mistake. And you heard him scream <gasps> from the bathroom. Oh. And then we had to run in there with a glass of the, from the restaurant of seltzer, and he had to dip his <laughs> <laughs> thing in the yeah. That's real. That's, that's, that's actually going to be a, a cocktail coming to Tom Tom. That's <laughs> extremely seltzer, buffalo sauce, and a little <laughs> something special. Sam, um, particularly because sticking your dick in seltzer can't like feel great either, right? Like I'm sure the bubbles. I don't know. I've never done. Let's try, let's find out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I felt really weird putting the glass back at the table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, should I tell somebody? But no, nah, we, we couldn't uh, tell. Uh, real, real, uh, Catherine, can I get your review of Tom and Tom and their matching suits that they chose for each other to wear oh on the God. opening of their they, of they their looked, bar they restaurant? Like Victorian ghosts or something. <laughs> they were just whack. Whack as always. Sandoval clearly <laughs> picked them. It was. I actually liked the color. It was like a blue gray. But Sandoval is always doing the fucking most in dressing. They yeah. were wearing they were wearing vests, of course. That's already overkill. They're wearing vests with kind of the scoop neck. Yeah, that was that was what weirded me out. That weird like U-shaped vest. Well, thing. and the vest has a pattern on the back, which doesn't match the pattern that they're wearing on their shirts. So really so just... It's looking like a magic so eye. So much going on. And the way he dresses is so amazing because you can tell that he thinks he's killing it. Yeah. That's, that's... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, you, you like the suits, Catherine? Oh, yeah. Loved, okay. loved them. I'm getting you one. So here's my favorite moment of the whole episode. Uh, James has been, uh, you know, it's been arranged. The clients have asked for James, you know, because it's the Daily Mail, and he's, you know, he's he's a, a proud son of England. So are know? we? Well, and Katie has established, like, uh, well, not yet. So it's like it's just opening up, and there's like there is no DJ booth. They have this like 
tiny cubby that's like 30 feet in the air looking down on everything but it's it's like it's enough space you can stand in there like not have like a deck set up or anything like that there's no outlets so he has to like set up his thing in like a, a broom closet. His rig is in a literal closet. And he's sitting on a stack of toilet paper. Love it. To do his beats. But like he like so it's like in the kitchen and he, he goes from Yeah, it's a closet just off of the kitchen. So he'll be like he'll be having his beats playing. And then he'll go from the he closet. He presses play on Spotify. He presses play on Spotify. Then goes from the broom closet through the kitchen to the little DJ cubby. And he'll just hit play, go to the cubby, and then just sort of stand there <laughs> looking down at it, doing sort of DJ hand <laughs> motions. And no just, one like, is looking. No one is looking. He's too high up. But it, it made it clear, like, how, and I think all DJs feel this way, like, it's such a social exercise. You know, like, no one wants to DJ behind a curtain. You're supposed to be, like, vibing with the crowd and, like, you thrive on the attention. And so the fact that James is essentially being ignored and can't interact with the crowd was like heroin to me. <laughs> yeah, and it was yeah, to yeah, Jax as well. Jax is like, this is the perfect uh, birthday gift and for Jax me. And Jax also being a, a definite sobriety ally, offering James to get him a cocktail at least three <laughs> times. Yeah. And uh, each time James says... Just sweats a little says, bit more. says, I'm good, yeah. like a little <laughs> harder. Yeah, one thing that fascinates me about this show is all the casual snitching that happens. Like, it's just... Oh, it's amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah it's, it's a amazing. culture. It's a culture of snitching. <laughs> and, and and why do they still recruit each other as partners for exactly. anything that they <laughs> yeah, do? Yeah, like, yeah. in it's the same amazing. way that, like, why do they still sleep with each other? Like, they still uh, trust each other with their secrets, which inevitably get leaked to everyone else in the group. Oh, oh I remember the one of the few times they mentioned it being a show when Jack slept with Faith. And then um, Lisa says something like, um, oh, but she clearly recorded. I think you said it during the season. Like, like she recorded it. You know, she clearly did it to um, oh, get get on the show. I think she said that in season and not on the uh, mm. reunion. I-, I could be remembering wrong. No, but- I think that sounds right. But yeah, it like breaks the wall a little bit when they acknowledge that. Um, so, yeah, we're at the Daily Mail party. Uh, Lala's working the door. She describes Tom uh, Tom as both chic AF and lit, <laughs> and having been there myself, uh, same confirmed. Confirmed. Uh, the, the, uh, it's like that's that's all that I've done. The only other thing was that I learned what aquafaba was. Disgusting. Which is a vegan egg white alternative that's used in cocktails. Uh, that that is just basically like the slime that's in a can of chickpeas. Well, they're oh, wow. out of aquafaba, so he gets he that as go. a substitute, which sounds fucking... Well, no, no, they ran out of aquafaba, so you had to get more. Yeah, they, were, yeah, they, were, they didn't run out of egg white. I think they just no, needed I thought, more. No, I thought aquafaba was its own discrete product, and the chickpea juice was like... No, no, that is past... what aquafaba yeah, yeah. is. A- a- aquafaba is made from chickpeas, and, and they ran out, and you had to go to the plaza to... Um... Replace it. That's it as absolutely disgusting. It looked pretty, gro- it looked pretty gross. <laughs> that is it, viscous. And I was saying to them, uh, as a woman, the only time I hear viscous is in reference to uh, mucous membranes. And so, again, all very appetizing to me. Give me one of those chickpea. Uh, I just want a glass of aquafaba with maybe oh. just a little bit of vodka oh, God. and an olive suspended in it. I mean, to be fair, it would be better than uh, the drink that I had at Tom Tom. <laughs> so, well, well, so the drinks were not great. Sorry, Schwartz. At- I can't even remember what okay. the liquor no, no, was. The, 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 
I thought the Doc Holiday was other than like as we've discussed the disgusting like red pepper dirt on the glass. It had bell pepper dust on the glass. You know, like a like a margarita has, you know, kind of dusted. Mm. But if you stick your mouth on it, you're thinking, Oh, this is gonna be spicy. No, it just tastes like dirt because it's a bell pepper. Oh, the, oh so it's not even a spicy pepper. No, it's, it's not, not spicy. No, it's no, bell. no. I feel like it Terrible. sounds like from what you're seeing, his he puts together his cocktails. Like he puts together his outfits. Like yeah, he yeah. Thinks to like. Oh, that, that's exactly right. overwrought, <laughs> and the cumulative effect is bad. Yeah, it has yeah. the diminishing returns. Yeah, he's just trying absolutely. too hard. It's like each to be accessory cool. you add. You know, you got to be like Coco Chanel. Take one off. No, the uh, the the the, the, the drink the, we had the at, Nazi. The, the drink we had at Sir though that was wretched. The big pink, like that, it, it was so sweet that. Listen, I've I've drank in a lot of oh, college towns. This, this was the sweetest drink I've ever had. Uh, yeah, I think I've heard that mentioned with the pumpkini in the episode once. The you big, you gotta you gotta come to LA with us, Trevor. <laughs> oh please, yeah. please, I want I want to go. I plan to. Go. I actually really really do want to go back to LA. Oh, we're doing it. Yeah, we'll do it soon. Yeah, I want to know too. Does anybody working? Does it, does do any of the cast work there when you showed up? Like, like yes, but not like the not the main stars. Like like the like the the second or third tier people were definitely working there. Okay. So the 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 like scuttlebutt is basically like the main people uh, still work kind of like novelty Shift. shifts, but yeah, like pretty rarely. Yeah, like kind of sense, kind I, of for special events. Because I can't imagine like Jack's working regularly and not becoming spectacle with people right, trying exactly, to talk to him. Exactly. But that's what I mean. The show kind of makes it seem like they're just showing up week after week still. Right. And yeah. I'm like, th- there's you know, no like, way that could work. Like they're really dependent on tips and y- stuff. Yeah. You know, if I don't work, I can't, you know, make my rent. And I'm like, there's no way you're just working that many shifts. Yeah. I've seen your sponsored Instagram posts for, uh, you know, tummy tea or whatever. Yeah. And when they showed them working, nobody's mobbing them. Everyone's just treating them like normal people. And it's uh, like, I thought I first thought you said, and no one's mopping, which also uh, a good point. <laughs> like you, you never see them doing any drudgery. So. Yeah, that's true. Um, Except we did see Tom installing a toilet seat in this episode. Which I loved. Yeah. I loved. Um, and everyone has fun at the Daily Mail TV party, including Lisa seems to have the most fun. Oh, you're right. Lisa does get a one little of saucy. The, one of the rare times. This was, I think, a first we on this see, show. Uh, Lisa getting a little... She's she's tipsy. She's absolutely tipsy. And uh, Tom Sandoval says that this is like the highest compliment he could have... Or Schwartz does. The highest compliment they could have. No, been Sandoval says that. Whatever. Um, <laughs> and I was like, you know, you just made the drinks strong. I don't really know that that's a compliment. But she but trusts them enough, you know, to to get drunk, and she'll be like, "Well, you it's know. her business that she's drinking at. <laughs> so if you can't get drunk at your own restaurant, why bother?" I'm still stuck in the bell pepper thing. Like I haven't moved past that. I know. <laughs> oh, it's I know. Right. It's really I all know. wretched. Yeah. I know. Yeah, you gotta you gotta listen to us recount that on uh the the episode of. Vanderpod because it's yeah I think about that like once a week for sure <laughs> just absolutely wretched uh, but yeah everyone has fun uh, but Lisa has shown any number of times both at the end of the episode and in the previews ahead basically like counseling the Toms about like uh, you thought this was it this isn't it now comes the hard part like basically and they're like what basically we have all <laughs> the other annoying shit to do about like getting the kitchen up and running and whatever and you know the toms basically just think they've logged this victory i am uh, our little next week's episode clip i am uh, more looking forward to that when i think things are going to pick up a little bit because obviously the girls are going on a girl trip love it there's no there's, I hope there's no some bad way behavior that you can have a party or any trip on the show without 
people freaking it without a meltdown, at least one meltdown happening. Yeah, they're all without... in kind of stable relationships now, so I'm worried no one will cheat. But here's, uh, I don't you know, know. Here's we'll hoping. See. Here's hoping. I'm trying to remember because being that I binged all of it, it's just one giant crazy season. Just a blob. Yeah, yeah it's a giant blob. Of infidelities and backstabbing. And and haircut changes by like Sandoval. Like, <laughs> do they have multiple trips? Like, they go on a trip like every season. And and usually there's a guy's trip and a mixed trip. And right. I feel like the girl's trip is not as much a constant, right? I feel like the girl's no. trip happens. I feel like every year there's a guy's trip. Well, though. because, uh, I mean, the guy's trip is, I'm not sure that it's not happening, but the guy's trip is consistently a venue for bad behavior to happen, yeah. which always, like, it, major plot points come from the guy's trips because, again, they all behave badly, and so it spurs the entire season onward, whereas, you know... Something, some, something's Come on, ladies, ladies, for ladies let's get some bad behavior going here. Yeah, Will and wants then... to see girls behaving uh, badly. And Jax, Jax is gone wild, way too well behaved. It's, yeah, it's he has, me. he has been uh, very, he's been restrained this he, season. Something's gonna happen. He, something's, yeah, something's gotta happen. He'll, he'll go, he'll revert at least once before the wedding. And the only other thing was, it did look like there was some more. There's gonna be some more harrowing things between James and uh, his his mother oh, and a family God. situation. Uh, James seemed to be implying that she was a bad mother, and in the preview she says, "How could I have been a bad mother when you took your first steps at Tiffany?" By your own logic, <laughs> ma'am. Um, yeah, the whole James family storyline is is actually deeply sad to me. So there will be next. Yeah. Season, hopefully, the next episode will be a I'm, fertile ground. I'm really for us. rooting for him, and I have no reason to. He's just like a horrible person. But I, I know. Keep, I, keep, I know. I, I can't help feeling bad for him. Well, and he's he really like has a chip on his shoulder. But the more of his life you find out about, the more like the the picture kind of makes sense. You and, know, and like I feel like the hostility toward women is kind of related to the mother somehow. Like you know, uh, Doctor Freud over here. I no, know. but it, it always it always is. Yeah, no, yeah, like yeah. that's. Yeah, we. That's a, that's a very deep insight by me. Like, yeah. like, like, like the most garden variety. <laughs> Look, try, <laughs> like insight you can hey, come up with. Think about looking at the mother. Um, <laughs> uh, just going on a limb here. Yeah. Let's think about blaming the mother. No, we do not. We should not blame mothers. We should we don't blame love anyone. and support them. And wi- all women, really. Um, especially the moms, though. Well. Uh, Wait, no, I don't. Well, no, actually, they're all equal. Hmm. Actually, okay, the people who aren't moms are better than the ones who are moms. No, you've gone back Wait, to bad. No, <laughs> no you, you keep going like a, a 180 or a 360 around like to, to good and bad. That's my style. And uh, that's a great note. Yeah, that's uh, that's it. Uh, that's it for this episode. Once again, Trevor, thank you so much, so much for joining us. Such oh, a yeah. pleasure. Can I just say, I didn't really listen. I'm pleased to have genuinely earnest this whole exercise <laughs> was. You know, like it wasn't it wasn't I know I always I always surprised yeah. myself. Um I think I can't I don't care about anything at all anymore and I can only experience any human emotion through the lens of irony and then I, I watch an episode of the show and I'm restored a little bit. So keep it up, Vander Crew. Again and uh Trevor, thanks for joining us at Ricky Rawls on Twitter and the show is Champagne Sharks. Check it out. Thanks for having me. Thank yeah. you, Trevor. Like, subscribe. A pleasure. So let's go to, let's go to LA next time you go. I want to eat at uh Sir. You're, you're gonna, <laughs> you will not be disappointed. You're gonna hate it. Oh my god. All right. Thanks. See you guys. next time, guys. Bye.